The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, and we were talking about Noah, and Noah was a divinely warned. And, and the, the interesting thing tonight, we, we, we still will have trouble getting through all the scriptures, but the interesting thing about Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it reminds us of Noah and and in the Word tonight, we're going to study why we need to pay attention and why Noah is important today as it was back then. And there's a lot of people we talked about that have trouble believing that, that Jesus was born a virgin, right? There's people that have trouble believing that Methuselah was, was so old, 900 and some years old, right? There's people that have trouble believing that that Noah was 700, how can someone be 777 years old? How, how can that be? Well, you go back to Genesis chapter 6, the Lord w was unhappy and, and changed the amount of life expectancy, basically, to the 120 years. You can read that in Genesis chapter 6. Amen? Right before he gave Noah the assignment, the divinely warned of judgment. The storm was coming. They weren't expecting a storm. They were, they were looking at what they wanted to do in life. Was not concerned about the spiritual things whatsoever. How many of you see that with people today? They want nothing to do with God. I believe, but unfortunately many have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. And it's becoming more and more prevalent today. Praise God, each one of you made it your choice, and you watching made it your choice to get in the Word of God, to seek God tonight, because there's a lot of people that aren't. They're not even thinking about God. They're not even thinking about their eternal destination. How about you? I hope all of you are, because that's why we're doing what we're doing. We all sinned and fell short of the glory. We all our sins separate us from God. Amen? We, we, we talked about that last week in Isaiah. That our sins separate us from God. We need to be redeemed. Jesus is our Savior. He washed us in the blood. He, he renewed us in that with that covenant with the Father. Right? Amen? And now we can have a confidence that we know where we're going. Right? How about you? How about you watching? Do you have a confidence? Because I've met some people recently that are overconfident and they, they believe, but yet they don't want anything to do with church. They believe I had people visit my door, tell me all their good works. They tried to convince me, well, I, I believe I've done this, I've done this, and I've done that. And I asked the person, I said, I said, now tell me about your faith. Oh, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. Yeah. And then gave me all these things, all these works. And I talked to the person about Matthew chapter 7. I said, I said you know, many people in Kosciuszko County tell me that they're saved, they're born again, but there's no fruit of that commitment that they're saying. There, there's, there, there should be fruit in our lives. There should be evidence on the outside of the inward change. Right? And and the person they, they kinda I kinda caught them off guard because it was 
They're like, I've heard that before. And they, they started quoting scripture to me. I'm like, praise the Lord, they're quoting scripture. I said, but where are you going to church? Well, I used to go here and I did this. Okay. How about you? Where, where, are you, where are you going to church? Well, I, I'm a believer, but I just believe I can do this. And so I invited him to church. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to steal you from another church. But if you're not going to church, then I want to see you get in the house of God. I'm never going to try to steal someone from their home church. And that's what we don't do that here. If, if they're being fed and they're ministered, then that's where they need to go. If they're not, they need to talk to their pastor and say, okay, now you talk to your pastor, now talk to us. But I won't try to pull someone from their home church. Amen? But they weren't getting fed. It was obviously, they were, they were stumbling. As soon as I started asking them about church, they start stumbling. You ever, you ever met people like that? I believe. Well, if you believe, then why aren't you in the house of God? If you believe, why aren't you in prayer? If you believe, why aren't you wanting to fellowship with your brothers and sisters? And boy, these are hard topics. And I, I, think, I, I think I made the person a little nervous. But you know, I've been prepared. I've been reading Matthew chapter 7. Because it says, many on that day will say, Lord, Lord, I did this, I did that, I did this. And he says, depart from me, I never knew you. You know, and that messes with people because, because they, they, they come back now. They're starting to get wise to it. And they say, well, the Bible says that he knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. Yep, he did. He had a plan and a purpose to give you a hope and give you a future. He knew your calling, but it, it takes your commitment to repent and turn to build a relationship. The salvation is not based off works. You're not saved by works. Amen. Hallelujah, I got some amens there. Because a lot of people believe that they can just do a lot of good things and that'll make things all right with the Lord. I believe, therefore I'm saved, and if I do enough good things to outweigh the bad things, that isn't how it works, is it? Praise God, we've had some good teaching at the river so that we would not be false converts. Because that's what Matthew chapter 7 is talking about, is when they say, Lord, Lord, and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. In other words, there's a disconnect. He knows of you, he created you, but there's no longer that relationship because there's been a turning away, you see. Why is this important today? Because there's many people turning away, and they've taken their eyes off of heaven, they've taken their eyes off Jesus, and I want to I encourage us today as we get in the word of God, that we refocus, double down our efforts. One, self-evaluate ourselves. And then two, when you know that you know that you know, tell someone about the good news of the gospel. Amen? We didn't get saved to be a reservoir. We got saved, we got filled with the Holy Ghost so that we may channel and we may be that river of living water that flows, and we talked about on Sunday, about those that are taking a drink from a foreign water and those that are taking a drink from the living water. And when you, when you get a hold of this and you take the drink of the living water, you get filled and you have that the fulfillment in your life because there was something in all of us where we felt a void. There was something that there was a void in each one of us, if we got real about it, and we looked for a substitute 
And then we may have ran into someone trying to trying to talk to you and have crab ragoons or or maybe you're talking to somebody at the auto parts store or maybe you're talking to somebody with a horse or maybe someone at school or on the job and somebody tells you about a man named Jesus that he's the way the truth and the life he he's the one that provides the living water he's the one that can fulfill that need amen because for so many years I found substitutes of that false water that all it did was pollute this vessel and then the sin that took me further than I wanted to go, that cost me more than I had to spend, that took me deeper and off a path off of God, that separated me from God because I was looking for the cheap substitute for fulfillment. And I, all I, I had to do was I need to repent and get right with Jesus and allow Jesus to refill me. Amen? And re, you got refilled with that living water that now as it becomes that bubbling brook that as you get full that now there's flow in your stream amen i i told you a couple times before pastor glenn he challenged us and he, he he made a mention at the men's breakfast he said and this was this has been over a year plus ago he says you you call yourselves a river and he asked a very awesome question he said he says he says how's your flow Man, did that challenge me. Mighty man of God. He wasn't trying to do it to be harmful, but he, but he challenged me. He's like, how, how's your flow doing? Are, are you holding it in? Is everything you're getting for you and you only? Or what you're, what you're reading, what you're absorbing, you're ready to pour out on others? Amen? It's hard to do when you're, when you're, when you're in a dry season, though, isn't it? When you're going through those trials, it's hard to be a blessing when you're just trying to hang on to your own self. But as you get filled and you count all joys, you go through various trials. Amen. That you start getting filled. And as you get that joy and you get that peace, then it starts to spread. And you have the ability that when somebody else's need, there's fruit on your tree. When somebody else needs a little love, you've got some love to give. When 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 you, someone's going through a tough time and they can't find peace, there's here, let me let me provide some word amen so go with me we're we're a little bit where we're at on sunday and, and let's go back into jeremiah chapter 18 and when you're there say amen and in this chapter it says the potter and the clay and i'll begin reading just a just a couple verses just to bring this in and the word that came to jeremiah from the lord saying arise and go down to the potter's house you know there's a lot of people that that we're we talk to all the time that are going through stuff, they're going through headache, they're going through harsh times. And it really becomes important that you and I are ready and prepared. Amen? That you be prepared in season and out of season. It's important that we're, we're not in this to provide handouts. We're in this to put a hand to help up. Amen. So it says, arise and go to the potter's house. That's part of the mission. <laughs> Is that we we be available and be ready in season, out of season. And just like any of you that are watching tonight, that I extend out an invitation once again for you to come to the potter's house. 
you become to the river. You become to come back to the Father's house that you may arise and get out of that mess. Amen? The devil would loves to see if he can separate us. He loves to see if he can keep you home, if he can keep division, if he can do whatever. The devil loves that. But when we get filled with the Lord and we get filled with that love, that peace, that fellowship, that we can be that one that says, Arise, rise, come on, come with me. I'll pick you up. Amen? I don't know how many people I've told that. I'll come get you. <laughs> arise and come down to the potter's house. And it says, There I will cause you to hear my words, not me. My is capitalized. That's the word of the Lord. Amen. He's talking about, then I went down to the potter's house. See, see, something stirred Jeremiah. This is what I love. I love it when the Lord stirs one another up to love, to encourage, to help, to invite people to church. I love it when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and there's something about you that drives you to the point to where you want to be a blessing. And here Jeremiah is inspired to go to the potter's house and look what happens. He says, there he was making, this is a potter, making something at the wheel. In verse 4, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again with another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to make. And he says, Then the word of the Lord came to me. You know, the word's, the word's been coming to each of us a lot. What are we doing with it? Is it getting in us? Is it, is it inspiring you like it inspired Jeremiah? Because the word came to him and he got revelation and, and things changed in his life. Amen. That we start applying the word of God. He says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. So he asked the question, can I not do with you as this potter? What's your answer? An astounding yes, isn't it? I hope. Because, see, there's some that are not allowing themselves to be on the potter's wheel. The Lord is more than able to help mold us and shape us, but we have to be ones that would be allowed to be moldable. I spent half my life not moldable. The word would come to me, but not change me. Yeah, that's a deep thought, isn't it? The word of the Lord would, people would be in my path, but yet it would bounce off me like water off a duck. The word of the Lord would be spoken to me, or I might meet someone who, who's getting crab ragoons or whatever, and then something changed. You see. Hey, how you doing? That's all it took. Isn't that amazing? When somebody just loves someone enough, just say, as simple as, hey, how you doing? The gap was closed. Before there was a, a separation. But just having someone say, hey, how you doing? How have you been? Showing some compassion. Amen. To go and do likewise. To, to have some compassion on somebody saying, well, I could have just avoided and not seen. Oh, there's that person again. I don't want to look. 
How many of you, how many of you, well, I better not ask that question. Right? Somebody's got underneath your craw and you're like, I just don't want to deal with them anymore. And you see them and you just keep on going. Right? He says, can I not do with you as this potter? You know, so many people will take this verse and they say, oh yeah, he can do, he can just crush and beat down. No, that's not what the Lord's intention is to do. Too many people think that they're, that they're the potter, that they have all the answers to fix someone on day one. And we must be very careful as a church because, because a lot of people do a lot of living and they're trying their best and they're going through stuff. Amen. I mean, think of all the grace that God gave each one of us. You know, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, how, how many times did I mess up and and God showed mercy and he showed grace and. Because so much, so much time, you know, and, and people try to just fix and fix on day one. And, and you know what? You pray for people, you love on people, allow the Lord to mold and shape. It's a it's a really much better. It's really much better to do. And I was thinking about this potter, and I actually, I actually watched some videos. And, and I recently, uh, about a month ago, I, I met somebody who's married to a, someone that does pottery. And what I found interesting is a lot of people think of the potter's wheel as this harsh environment, crushing, rebuilding, tearing down, making anew. And can I, can I paint you a picture tonight of encouraging you to go into the hands of the potter tonight? Because in the potter's hands is a safe place. In the potter's hands, when he, when he or she applies pressure, now, as we talk about the Lord, that's he. But as the Lord applies pressure in your life, it's not to crush you, but to lift you up higher. When, when, when things are challenging us sometimes, sometimes the pressures of life can be so overwhelming. They're like, well, Lord, where are you at? Right? But in the hands of the potter, sometimes the pressure we feel is actually to buoy us up to make us taller and stand strong as opposed to being beat down. The devil would love to beat you down and tear you down in certain times, but the potter loves to encourage and love and shape you into the image that he has for you. And sometimes that, sometimes that pressure of life can be confusing because you're like, I'm already going through a lot. I don't need anything else going on, Lord. Can't everything just be easy right now? And then the word comes in and challenges us and, and molds us to love one another and to be kind and be forgiving and have that patience. Amen. What's the, what's the study on this month? Sorry, but I definitely know I need it. Be careful praying for patience, though. I, I, would, I would be careful doing that. You might find some tests that might be a little challenging. So, can, so the Lord can mold and shape anybody who's willing, isn't it? Are you teachable? That's important in this time that we live in. And so, so as we jump from there, I want to encourage each one and those watching that we would be ones that would be, how can I say this? That we would be ones that would be wanting to be in the hands of the potter. 
there's so many people that don't want to come to church, that don't want to do this, don't want to do that. But praise God for each one of you that would want to be in the hands of the potter and you watching. Because when you find yourself in the hands of potter, that's the safe place. Amen? There's no better place to be than the hands of the Lord where he can protect you. Amen? And guide you and shape you. Amen? So why, is, why was Noah so important to Sunday? What's so important about Noah today? And, and we're going to read in that while we have a little bit of time. Because too many people are not looking for the Lord. Too many people are doing their own thing. They don't want to be on a potter's wheel. They simply don't. They want to do their own thing. They, I believe in Jesus, but I want to do my own thing. How many of you know that that didn't work for all of us? Right? So, so go with me into Matthew. And let's begin reading. And let's put the pieces together on why Noah is important in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. And this is what Jesus said. It's in red. So I, I'm going to tell you that that's pretty important for today, don't you think? It says Matthew, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. Are you there? The Word of God says, But of that day and hour, no one knows. What, what's he talking about that? What's that day? The returning of Jesus. Amen. Right? So no one, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only knows that time. That's what the Word says, right? He says, But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. If you don't know about Noah, and you don't know what was going about Noah, you might be missing out on the signs and the, and the divine revelation of how it will look when the Lord comes back. And that was part of the message on Sunday, is being ready and being prepared, because there's a time coming when Jesus is coming back, and everything's pointing that he's coming soon. Hello? But there's a lot of people that are going to work, going to school, going to this, going to that, and they are not prepared at all for the Lord coming back. And it's going to be a storm in their life. There might, be, there, there might be a day we're here at church and people didn't come to church, and the Lord comes back and they come in. Where's everybody at? Right? There could be, there could, the Lord could come back and they're not ready. And the person in the seat next to him just all of a sudden is gone. They're like, well, you've fallen and hit your head. You watched too many of those shows. And the Lord comes back and he says, it's time to go home. Are you prepared? Are you spiritually ready? You see, because many people are missing it. Like, I don't need to go to church to be saved. I don't have to read my word to be saved. How's the relationship? Right? In this word, he says, depart from me, I never knew you. There will be many that call him Lord, but there's no relationship. There must be fruit of a relationship. There must be communication, right? Amen. He says, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood. So here we have in Genesis chapter 6 about the flood. There's Noah's ark. There's all the animals. A lot of people still don't believe that the animals in the ark. 
but they're Christians, but they're believers. But I don't believe that part of the Bible. I don't believe this part of the Bible. Well, you either take all of it or you take none of it. And it says it is written. I was studying that this week because I've been preparing and looking at Ephesians, and it, it is written when and when when the when when Jesus was t- uh, led by the Spirit in the wilderness, right? And Jesus came, uh, the devil came and tempted him, and he says, "It is written." You can argue it all you want, or you can receive and believe what Jesus said. Amen, right? He says they were eating and drinking, marrying and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Verse 39. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. How can you not know? They, maybe they ignored Noah. Maybe they ignored the word came to them and it didn't do anything for them. Is that possible? Is it possible that Noah told all kind of people that, hey, listen, there's a flood coming, there's, right? Is it possible that the River Worship Center is telling people week after week, Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back, we're preparing the way for the Lord. What are you doing with it? The word of the Lord is coming to people in their homes week after week. You are taking the word to families week after week after week. Be ready. Prepare yourselves. Because one day, Jesus is coming back. And we're going to be going home with him. Amen? I don't know about you, but I'd just rather it be that way. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. With all of a sudden, he just said, hey, it's time, let's go. Right? It's okay by me. We'll just, we'll just all hold hands and up we go. That'd be better than going to the hospital, wouldn't it? The Lord, the Lord could take us home, right? Now, some people would argue. They say, see, you've fallen and hit your head. I just don't believe that. You've got to go through this and go, no, there's two instances in the Bible. Right? There's two people in the Bible. Well, if he did it for them, why can't he do it for me? I just think that way. You know, I just mean all of us will go at once anyway. And did not know until the flood came. So here it is. Sign after sign. Noah's building. You know, you know, what's interesting about Noah. Think about it. He didn't have any chainsaws. You ever thought about that? He didn't have any tools like that. He, they had to make their own tools. Didn't have any bobcats, brother. Didn't have any excavators, right? How did they do it? He had to have had help. He had to have communicated with people. I've been to the ark. It's huge. The, the replica in Kentucky. Elephants can carry a lot. There's a lot of things. He had to have had helpers. He had to have talked. Where were they? Did the word that he spoke get into them? The word came near them. 
But it didn't seem, they didn't apply it, did they? That's my concern today. That we hear message after message after message after message, and then we get to the next week and we can't even remember what was spoken on Sunday. That, that concerns me. I want people to hear the Word of God and it get in us, right? That it, that it move us. and it, It's good for us to hear, but the, doesn't the Word of God say that to, to be more than hearers but be doers of the Word? So that means we're going to have to apply the Word of God and prepare ourselves and be ready to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. They didn't know until the flood came. All these signs. Here he is building this ship and he's, he's doing all these things to save his family and he's talking to people and people are bringing wood and they're, and they're getting things for the water. You know, how, how, did, how did Noah know how to build it and all the size? We'll go back to Genesis chapter 6, 7. How did he know all the details of to do all this? And, and how would he put all the animals? And where would he feed them? And how would he store the food? And where would he get water? How would all these things be? The Lord gave them to him for an appointed time and an appointed season. Amen? You and I have been given the word for a time in the future that's coming. Jesus is coming back. There's many, it's bouncing off them like water off a duck. But I want to encourage you all that you get in the potter's wheel. You get in the house of the Lord. You come to the river like each one of you, that we would be encouraged and lifted up. It'd get in us and not just bounce off of us. It would motivate us. Amen? Amen? Because I lived a lot of years where I would hear it, but it didn't do anything. I'm ministering to people where I'm telling them the word. The word is coming to them, and it's not doing anything for them. They hear a powerful message on Sunday, and then they're not here on, on Wednesday. They, they hear a powerful word at a, at a, at a uh, barbecue and chili dinner, and they're here for a day or a two or a week or two. They hear a powerful word at a funeral or a get-together or a deal, and they hear the word, and it changes them, it challenges them, and then it just kind of fades away. Be prepared. Don't grow weary in doing good. Keep that fire lit. Help one another keep the fire lit. I'm going to call you. I'm going to bug you. Amen? I'm going to text you. Why? Because I love you enough. I, I don't want to see you grow cold. I want you to stay, I want you to stay with, with, with some heat in you. Like a, like a coal, like a fireplace. Amen? We're here to encourage each other, aren't we? Amen? As the day approaches... Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Right? As the day approaches, encourage one another. Amen? He says, Until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man. So in other words, just like then, there's going to be people eating, marrying, going to work, doing all the things. And they're going to get distracted. The word of the Lord came to them, bounced off of them. They're going to be involved in the process. There could be confidants, constituents, and they're going to go one way or the other and become lukewarm or cold, right? There was people that Noah dealt with every day that helped him, yet they weren't on the ark when it was the most important. 
the very most important time, they allowed themselves to grow weary and they weren't watching. They weren't prepared. It began to rain. It began to flood. And then all of a sudden, they had a revelation of it was time. It was too late. I hope, I pray that if there anybody at the sound of my voice, they would get this tonight to go and seek after the potter because the time is getting short. There's, there's a time where people are not paying attention to the season we're in. Where everybody's offended. Hello? There's earthquakes. All these things, right? He says in verse 40, then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken and the other left. I wonder if there could be one in the car and one would be left. I wonder if one could be driving the plane and the other one left. Storm's coming. Storm's coming. Are you ready? Have you put on that parachute of Jesus Christ? Because... If you're not born again, and the pilot's born again, and Jesus comes, and you ain't ready, and you don't have your Jesus parachute on, you're going down with the plane. I'd rather go up with Jesus than down with the plane. Be prepared. You don't know the season. He says, two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and the other one left. One might be riding a horse. And the other one is gone. Amen? One, one, one's running the combine and one's running the other one and one's gone and one's left. And all of a sudden the combine's driving by itself. Are you ready? There's a storm coming. Are you prepared? He says, watch therefore... For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Are we prepared? Are we ready? Do we have an expectation for God anymore? Or have we been talking it for so many years it just doesn't matter? You see, that's what some people are telling me. Those that have grown cold. Those that have grown lukewarm. But if I encourage you all tonight to say, listen, the Lord's coming back soon. Don't always say amen at once. Because I want to be ready. Because what, what, if, what if the times in my past where I, was, I said I believed and, 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 and I've done this and I've done this, but I was living in sin and the Lord would have came back and I would have missed it and I'd have been the one left in the field. I'd have been the one left in the plane. I'd have, want, I'd have been the one that went down with the plane because I didn't have my parachute on. I didn't put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you put on the Lord Jesus Christ? You have to put Him on like a parachute. You know, the word believe has been so manipulated anymore. It's trust in. Amen? Are you getting anything tonight? I hope so because, because we need to be prepared for when he comes back and not let a day if if there's sin in our life if there's something going on if there's whatever that we get it under the blood immediately 
if there's unforgiveness in our hearts. We've been talking about in David where we check our hearts. If there's if there's bitterness in our hearts, we got to give it to the Lord and get it under the blood. Right. If there's an odd, if there's junk in there, if there's sin, don't let it go on. Get right today. Give your heart to the Lord. Repent and turn because you don't know the hour. You don't know the time. Oh, it's okay. God's forgiving. No, get repent. Turn, right? He says in verse 43, But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would have come, he would have watched. Are you watching? Are you prepared? Are you a watchman for your home? Are you guarding your house? Are you a watchman? Are you, are you prepared? Are you ready? Are you, are, you, are you exercising spiritually every day? Right? Or we got fall back into the lazy boy and it's all good. I don't have to do anything. No, we got we to gotta have that press on towards that mark, that calling. Amen? He says, he says, uh, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. If you, if you, if you had on your, on your cameras or something, you could tell there was a thief coming or you had an insight that someone was going to come take something, you would be on it, wouldn't you? Like, no one's going to steal my stuff. Right? Come to this country, boys, home. We're going to take care of that. Repent and turn. Your next opportunity may not be good. Right? There ain't nobody going to, you know, if you had somebody come against your wife or your family, you'd be like, no. The man of the house, he's going to say, you ain't, you ain't doing that on my house, not on my, not, on my, not on my watch. You'd take a stand. You'd, be, you'd have an expectation. You'd go, nope, I'm ready. I'm prepared. What about knowing that the Lord is coming back? Are you spiritually prepared? Are you ready for when he comes back? Is everything all right between you and the Lord? Amen. He says, therefore, you also be ready. Amen. You also be ready. For the son of man is coming in an hour you do not expect. They weren't expecting judgment in Noah's day because they were partying and having a good time. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. Didn't matter. There was a righteous man. He says, listen, no, there's a way. I'm building this thing. The Lord gave me divine appointment. He, he divinely warned me. He divinely warned me. Right? Just like we're telling each one of you today and we tell each other, Month after month, Jesus is coming soon. Are you prepared? Are you ready? I don't want you to grow weary. Amen? I want to help encourage you in your walk tonight. I want to encourage you when you get, when you get home tonight that you just you take, take a half hour and pray tonight before you go to bed. Little things. The basics, Right? Maybe turn on the audio Bible for five or ten minutes or grab, grab your book at the kitchen table and just read it for a couple minutes when you go home tonight. Your own relationship with the Lord. I can, I can, I can read this to you and pastor can read to you. and Man, he, 
just awesome knows the word of God, right? But we don't get to heaven because of him. We get to heaven because of our relationship with Jesus. Right? It's your personal relationship that counts. I can't do it for you. That's where it says one will be in the mill and one won't. Well, there, one didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and one did. One was ready and prepared and one didn't. Which camp are you in? You see, how are you building your house? Are you building your house in Matthew chapter 7? Are you building your house on the sand that's shifting from side to side? Are you building on the rock? Because the storms are going to come. There's going to be physical storms. There's going to be spiritual storms. Jesus is coming back. And there's going to be evidence of how did you build your house. There will be fruit seen of how you build your house. Have you built it on the rock today? Amen? Because I want to encourage you to dive deep right now. We are living in a season where you need to anchor down. Get in the Word of God. I, I hoped I wanted to get into, into Psalms chapter 71 tonight a little bit, but maybe, maybe you read that a little bit towards the end, that, you, that you, you have that hope, that you praise the Lord in a new creative way tonight. Amen? That if, you're, if your world is a little shaky right now and things don't look too good, but you get your eyes on Jesus, you know, like I, I was talking on Sunday, I was, I was just watching the trees and I was watching the sky and the, and the clouds. That you find something to praise the Lord on. Before you go to bed tonight, enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Before you lay your head on the pillow, there's any ought that you have with your brother or sister. You have unforgiveness in your heart that you don't go to sleep with it. That you get it under the blood. You don't give place to the devil. Get, get it under the blood. Say, so, Lord, I've got to let this go before I go to sleep. And, or you listen to some praise music or, you, or you, you, you let the past go. It's like a big bag of bricks. Let it go. I'm not going to sing it for you. Amen. But when you go home tonight, be prepared, and it's simple, of that relationship. Lord, thank you for today. There's a lot going on today. There was a big mess today. There's a lot of anxiety today. There's a lot of fear today. But Lord, I know you got this. I've, I've built my house on you. I've, I've turned and I built my house on the rock now. I, I, I know what it's like to build my house on the sand, but I'm going to build... Tonight, I'm going to continue to build that relationship. When I lay my head on the pillow, I know that if I don't wake up tomorrow, that I know that I will be directly with you face to face. I won't have to fear those words depart from me. I never knew you. I won't. You shouldn't have to fear that. There's some people that you've got to get their attention because they take God so flippantly and they, they just take that relationship like it's nothing. That, but for you and I, it means something, doesn't it? And I want to encourage you tonight in the hands of the potter's wheel that you go tonight and you find that peace that passes all understanding. That you, that you know that there's a church that's praying for you, that if you're going through a rough time, that we're praying for you. And you build that relationship, that you have a confidence that when it's your time and your, your last breath may occur, you'll know where you're going. You'll have a confidence. Your family will know. And that you build that relationship tonight. And as you wake up tomorrow, that before you get up in the morning, let these words resonate tonight. See, the word of the Lord is coming near to you tonight. The word of the Lord is coming near to you, and, and it's going to be up to you what you do with it tonight. And it's going to be 
up to you what you do with it tomorrow because, because maybe tonight the Lord has a word directly for you. Maybe tomorrow morning the Lord has a word directly for you and He's wanting to encourage you tonight that you get in His word and be encouraged for your new season, for your new day. Amen? So let this word get in you and on you and when you wake up tomorrow, Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for what you're doing. I, I know the world's a mess. I know this is going on and that's going on, but you know, I'm putting my hope I'm anchoring in your love and in your word today. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No plague shall come near my home. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Find the scriptures tonight that you've been anchoring and holding on to. Some of you have scriptures that are your go-to scriptures. And I would encourage you tonight that you would go and get in that word and expound on that, that you could get some encouragement tonight. In this rough, bumpy season, when the storms are hitting, it's better to prepare before the storm hits than when it's already hitting your house. But if you would prepare your house before it comes, getting through that season is much, much easier. So before the storm comes, can I encourage you, be prepared and be ready and find encouragement tonight. Amen? God bless you. That, that's kind of the tonight's study. I've, I'm running out of time tonight. And I pray that if you have a need that you get a hold of us, we pray with you. But we're expecting to see you at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. And, and we're, just, we're excited that, that this word would go to you and you'd be lifted up today. And God bless you tonight. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc, dot org. God bless you.